0: As the Rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London, may I welcome you very warmly to these online services during this season of Advent, the time when we prepare ourselves once more to celebrate the coming of Christ into our world at Christmas. Do please send us a comment or a like. It's always good to hear from you. And if you'd like to make a donation to help support these online services, you'll find information about how to do so in the accompanying text. Now may the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. When the Lord comes he will bring to light things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our Choral Eucharist on this Advent Sunday when we mark the start of the new Christian year and begin a time of profound reflection as we prepare ourselves for the coming of Christ at Christmas. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We light these Advent candles to remind us of those who prepared for the coming of Christ, the Patriarchs, the Prophets, John the Baptist, and the Virgin Mary. Lord God, as we remember them, help us in preparing to celebrate the birth of of Jesus Christ, to make our hearts ready for him, to make his home among us. So we light the first of our big Sovereign Lord, you call the Patriarchs to live by the light of faith and to journey in the hope of your promised fulfilment. May we be obedient to your call and be ready and watchful to receive Jesus Christ, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Blessed be God forever. you to all of you who've helped. If children would like to go to the back of church to join your Sunday Club leader, let us sit or kneel for our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. When the Lord comes, he will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Therefore, in the light of Christ, let us confess our sins. Almighty God, To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and to put on the armour of light Now in the time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to us in great humility, that on the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The word which Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountains of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills all the nations shall flow to it, and many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide for many peoples, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord.
2: reading from the letter to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, you know what hour it is, how it is full time now for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. Let us then cast off the works of darkness and put on the armour of light. Let us conduct ourselves becomingly, as in the day, not in revelling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarrelling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said, Of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only one is left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one is taken and one is left. Watch therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the householder had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have watched and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
0: In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I recently heard someone observe how peculiar it is that the church marks the months of December and January almost exactly the opposite way round to the rest of society. Here we are at the start of the season of Advent, the time of preparation for the celebration of the coming of Christ at Christmas. And here in church, we spend the month of December exploring darkness and deep and powerful themes. Advent is traditionally a penitential season, which is why our altar frontal is the sombre colour of blue between now and Christmas. And the reason why we explore darkness goes much deeper than the simple fact that the nights happen to be at their longest this time of year. Because if you really want to appreciate the value of light, try living without it for a while. If you really want to experience anew why we so need the love and grace and the peace and the hope of God in our world, try spending some time reflecting on the true depths of the darkness of our world, the darkness of the human heart, the darkness within ourselves. I love Advent, I love its profundity, I love its challenges, I love its fabulous music. And I also love the fact that if you do Advent properly, then Christmas really is truly amazing, a real cause for profound and lasting joy. Because having observed Advent, we begin to understand at a deep, deep level why we have reason to celebrate at the coming of the Christ child. And of course, for Christians, Christmas Day actually marks the start of that time of celebration. We mark the 12 days of Christmas, between Christmas and Epiphany, a time for non-stop partying. And in fact, the season of joy properly lasts a whole 40 days until Candlemas the Feast of the Presentation of Christ in the Temple, which is on the 2nd of February. Meanwhile, everyone else around us spends December partying, and just as we are uncorking the Prosecco at long last, they're having a dry January. Weird, isn't it? So, welcome to Advent. Welcome to the season of darkness. Welcome to a time of profound and amazing reflection. One of the interesting things about living here in central London is that we don't actually get much darkness. I often reflect that I generally feel safer walking around central London in the middle of the night than almost anywhere else that I've ever lived, simply because it's always light and there are always people around. By contrast, I can remember being on holiday in a small village on the Gower Peninsula and being reminded of what real darkness is like. The kind of darkness that is completely unsullied by the constant neon light that pollutes the skies above our cities. The kind of velvety darkness that envelops you, not in a threatening way, but almost like a blanket. You can have too much light sometimes. The priest and poet John O'Donohue wrote this, light cannot see inside things, that is what the dark is for, minding the interior, nurturing the draw of growth through places where death in its own way turns into life. Darkness can sometimes be very kind, Although, of course, it can also be extremely disorientating and frightening and leave you feeling isolated and helpless and very alone. In fact, possibly the only experience that I've had of absolute pitch darkness since I've been here at St Bride's was a year or so ago when we were putting together our new church website and it was a, it was suggested that we could do with some new photographs of the charnel house down in the crypt, where the bones of our medieval parishioners lie. On that occasion, I did something that I've never ever done before, either before or since. I actually climbed right down into the charnel house to try and get the best possible photographs. Now, I had completely forgotten that on that particular day, we had some contractors in here, uh, doing a, a major electrical survey and various tests. And so it was that the very moment that I climbed down into a pit full of skeletons, the whole of the crypt was plunged into total darkness. Fortunately, it didn't last long before light was restored, but I have to say my exit from the charnel house was considerably quicker than my entry and because darkness is such an empty uh, because darkness is such an important theme during this season of advent candles also feature prominently when we lit the first candle on our advent wreath at the start of our service this morning we were reminded of those great figures in scripture who prepared for the coming of christ the patriarchs the prophets john the baptist the Virgin Mary. And today, on the first of those Sundays, it is the turn of the Patriarchs. Who do we mean by the Patriarchs? The term is generally used to denote the three great Old Testament figures who were the founding fathers of Hebrew tradition, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, three generations, father, son and grandson. But let's just focus on one of them today, the first of them, Abraham, Abraham, when he was exactly the kind of age when most of us would probably be contemplating moving into sheltered accommodation, Abraham is summoned by God and asked to leave his country, his family and his father's house to set out into the unknown in order to become the father of many nations. Oh, and incidentally, he was childless and his wife was barren hardly the most auspicious or promising of circumstances given that he's just been charged with becoming the founding father of a whole dynasty of nations. No wonder his wife fell about laughing. And yet despite all of that, Abraham suspended his disbelief, trusted God, was obedient to his call and he set off into the unknown, which of course is itself a kind of darkness. It seems to me that there's quite a lot in his story that does indeed speak to us of the Advent hope. First, we're reminded that there is no such thing as being too old. The journey of faith is there for us all, whatever stage of life we happen to be in, and it is never ever too late to set off. Second, it reminds us that we have to be awake in order to hear God's call at all, One of the themes of our readings today is, wake up, be alert. In order to hear that call, we have to have our eyes and our ears open. Third, note Abraham's readiness to respond obediently in a way that required of him not only trust, but courage. And finally, it's worth remembering that although Abraham lived to see the birth of his beloved son Isaac, he did not live to see the whole of God's promise to him fulfilled. Those who came after him had their own roles to play in helping to bring that into being. It can sometimes be incredibly hard to remain hopeful, when the world outside seems so bleak and we feel we are at the mercy of dark forces that are way beyond our control. But hope always has to compete with the temptation to despair, otherwise we wouldn't need to be hopeful. One of the most remarkable testimonies to the power of hope that I've ever come across is to be found in what would uh, outwardly appear to be a very, very unlikely place in the writings of a teenage Jewish girl who kept a famous diary when forced into hiding during the Second World War. I find the passage that I'm about to read for you profoundly moving and utterly remarkable given the circumstances in which it was written. And somehow, Although her own end was a tragic one and, like Abraham, she did not live to see all her hopes fulfilled, it remains such a hope-filled passage. I shall leave you with these words by Anne Frank. It's difficult in times like these. Dreams and cherished hopes rise within us only to be crushed by grim reality. It's a wonder I haven't abandoned all my ideals. They seem so absurd and impractical. Yet, I cling to them because I still believe, in spite of everything, that people are truly good at heart. It's utterly impossible for me to build my life on a foundation of chaos, suffering and death. I see the world being slowly transformed into a wilderness. I hear the approaching thunder that one day will destroy us too. I feel the suffering of millions. And yet, when I look up at the sky, I somehow feel that everything will change for the better. That this cruelty too will end that peace and tranquillity will return once more. In the meantime, I must hold on to my ideals. Perhaps the day will come when I'll be able to realise them. Be of good courage this Advent. Wait, hopefully. Do not be afraid to face the darkness. And when you do, know that you do not do so alone. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. let us pray
3: loving god we pray for this church of saint bride our rector allison the choir the music staff the administrators those who clean the building surfaces and manage its waste we pray for the diocese of london for our bishop sarah and the churches round about us of all denominations and other spiritual organizations and bodies. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God who shows no favoritism, we pray for everyone who currently resides in London, for the people just now waking up, for the people out jogging, for the people sitting down to brunch, for the people shopping, for the people celebrating, for the people gripped by anxiety, for the people trapped in arguments, for the people trying to get warm, for the people dancing, for the people quietly studying, for the people laughing with friends, for the people waiting alone, the deeps of grief. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Expansive God, we pray for the nations, persons of different creeds and identities and cultures, We pray for those who might be fearing persecution. We pray for them who are longing to be accepted. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal Spirit, we pray for the animals who live alongside us, who decorate and animate the earth. We pray for our ecosystems. We pray for the birds, the trees, shrubs, grass, and the meanest bugs everything made by your hand, God, and everything provided for by you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate God, we pray for anyone unwell, in body or mind or both, and for the individuals who care for the unwell, our nurses, doctors, and mental health practitioners. We also hold in your presence those mourning the loss, Of a loved one at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, we pray for ourselves that our beings may find rest in you, your name standing for fearlessness, joy, love, truth, infinite might, and indescribable, perfect light. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer.
0: Merciful Father, accept these prayers for For the the sake of your Son, our our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? In the tender mercy of our God, the dayspring from on high shall break upon us to give light to those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. indeed right, it is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks because you sent him to redeem us from sin and death and to make us inheritors of everlasting life that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may with joy behold his appearing, and in confidence may stand before him. Therefore with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing. Made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Accept through him our great high priest this, our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your Spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven. We worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. in one bread. Draw near with faith, receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ which he gave for you and his blood which he shed for you, eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Let us pray. O Lord, our God, make us watchful and keep us faithful as we await the coming of your Son, our Lord, that when he shall appear, he may not find us sleeping in sin, but active in his service and joyful in his praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, The sun of righteousness shine upon you, scatter the darkness from before your path, and make you ready to meet him when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.